to the Law Unscripted, where we talk about all the things about the law and the legal system that you never knew. Never understood. And no one ever told you. I'm Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. We are with Tarani Law LLC because you never need a lawyer. Till you do. All right. We are back on defenses yes. for crimes. Give so. me another way to get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> we This is a fun series. It's almost been like a three-part series. No, it kind of is. I think it's interesting to like think through, you know, the ways, aside from it wasn't me. What, what can Wouldn't we say? Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to Shaggy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. So we started two weeks ago with murder. Right. Where we described what types of murder there were, there are. Um, yes. So we described all of that. Go back to the, if you're interested in learning yes. about murder, all things murder and homicide, <laughs> um, go back to the, uh, that episode. We'll put it in the comments yes. or in the, in the description. And then after that, last week, we started with defenses. Yes. I mean, the most popular one, self-defense. Most common <laughs> and most popular. So yeah, we we did self-defense last yes. week, a little bit of alibi, mm-hmm. um, and then defensive property. So yes. your castle laws. Yes. I'm, I'm having fun with this. I, I think mean, there I are a lot think of these interesting are fun, things. And they're kind of goofy. You know, when you take them out of the real cases, just some of this sort of like rationale and how they came to be are just goofy things in the law. Yeah. And this one is crazy. I love this <laughs> one. So yes. Funny. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't Thank know you, what, Chelsea. I don't know what <laughs> overtook me. I love it. It's great. It's 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 great. Um yes, yeah, so our punny friend over here has said exactly exactly what our episode is on is insanity defense. <laughs> The I'm crazy defense. Yes. Um, it deserved its own little episode. And I think it's yes. going to be shorter than our normal episodes, which maybe more people will watch. But right. it's we are going to focus on insanity, which is somewhat similar to intoxication yes. as defense. So we're going to treat them in the same episode. Because it's about the mental state. Exactly. Of, at the time of the crime. Right? Exactly. So there are two things that you always have to prove in any crime is the mens rea. Right. Which is guilty mental mind. state. Yes. <laughs> the guilty mind, the guilty in, intent. Yes. Um, and then the action. Yes. So there's the mens rea, which is the mental state. And then there's the action. Did you actually do it? Mm-hmm. Um, so... In this defense of insanity, it's not about did you do it? It's right. about did did you have the right state of mind? What was your intention in doing right. it? So like self-defense that we talked about mm-hmm. last week, it's an affirmative defense yes. where you have to say, I did it. Yes. I'm admitting and agreeing that I We're did We're not going to have to do this dispute over the physical actions here, right? Correct. That it happened. Mm-hmm. And then it's but right. Cause that one is even sort of, I have the mental state to harm this person, but it's like, it was justified versus right for self-defense. Right. Correct. Yes. Is I knew what I was doing. I knew exactly what I was doing, Yes, but I did it on purpose because I was justified. Right. It was not a crime. It's mm-hmm. like the, um, God, now I'm going into more songs. I am not going oh, to sing, um, Chicago, oh, right? Yes. The Chicago <laughs> musical and the yes. movie. I love I did not love the musical when I saw it in the theater. But then when I saw the movie. The movie. With Catherine Zeta-Jones. um, What's her name? God, the um, other one who was absolutely amazing. Catherine, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. No. 
And oh, I don't know. I can't. I know her, and she was fabulous. They both were up for Oscars. I I feel like I can see it. I see see her very vividly. But anyway, so the Chicago. It was fabulous in the in the show because I could actually see and understand what was happening a lot yes. more, put it into context. He and all I can coming. think was, <laughs> no, you're going to sing. Exactly. He had it coming. He had it coming. Right. I didn't do it. He only had himself to blame. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a theater kid. Like I'm a nerd. I love it. And that's what it is. Is And I keep hearing it was a murder, but not a crime. That oh, one yes, line, it was a murder, perfect. but not a crime. Yes. That's what keeps playing I mean, that's in my head. That's perfect. Yeah, it is. It's, it was a murder, but not a crime. Yes. I did it. Yep. And I intended to do it. And I intended to do it, but it wasn't a crime. Right. <laughs> So that that is the basis. Yes. It's so funny that these are these are real world applications. Hey, that is a real world application. <laughs> I I'm such a theater kid. Like, oh, it's so embarrassing. I thought I escaped it in my adult life, but I mean, I'm sitting here on camera in front of a mic. Did I and really escape it? <laughs> you, you didn't. It's, it's yeah. all theater. It's, it's all <laughs> acting. <laughs> but. Okay, so it's like yes. the self-defense okay. um, where you have to affirmatively say it. Um, so in the episode last week where I said, you know, procedurally in Virginia, you yes. have to check boxes yeah. of what is your defense. And if it's just, I didn't do it, there's really right. no box to check. But if you do an affirmative defense, you have to check a box right. so and you, alert the prosecution. Right, that they're sort of on notice that you're either going to assert self-defense or mm-hmm. put them on notice that you're going to claim an alibi that you were with a certain person or with, I wasn't there. Right. Um, so that they can sort of bolster their mm-hmm. case, um, to refute that or yes. Right. And so this one is the same, mm-hmm. right? That you have it's to put exactly the, pro- the, the state on notice. You do. And I think this is fairly common in most states. Yes. Um, I know it was in Virginia cause I worked in Virginia, but I'm pretty sure that in Maryland it's, it's the same in the other states is you need to put people on notice that this is this is your defense. I feel like this is the one that is in every single like movie oh and God. is very rarely if ever like used truly like when you just think about the the amount of defenses that can be asserted because this is so yeah. difficult I feel like to actually prove. It is it is very hard to prove. Right. And my understanding of the statistics is it's like 1%. Yes. Don't quote me on that. Look it up. But it's such a small percentage of cases across the country. It's disproportionately like talked about, reported on, put in movies. It's insane. Right. (laughs) It is insane. (laughs) It's it's the fun and exciting movie moment. Right. It's the great um, show for SVU. Oh, yeah. The Law and Orders. It makes good theater. Yes. It makes great TV, even better movie, yes. you know, going. But in real life, it's very, very rare to even be pled, much less the percentage, the, the amount of plead, pleadings are very low. Then right. the success rate is even lower it, It's than a really not a very, and I do remember this, I don't know the exact statistic, but two years ago when I was in our 1L class that it is a, not a very successful defense when it is asserted. Like, it, I mean, the success rate is not great. It's, it's really not so it's like great. if you have anything else, you'd probably be better off asserting something else. Yeah. Or, or taking a plea quite I mean, frankly, but, but yes, truthfully. I mean, it, it just, 
you have to affirmatively assert it. So you have to make a level of proof. Right. You have to prove, and the standard is different per state. Right. But you have to at least put some evidence on that is convincing Mm -hmm. to a jury that at the time of the offense, Mm -hmm. you lacked the capacity Mm -hmm. to understand and appreciate the criminality of what you were doing. Okay. So that's a really interesting, and I mean, I've heard that phrasing a lot, but maybe people out there have not heard it. That is an interesting way when we think you're not just saying this person is insane. Right. You're saying they could not form the like requisite mental state, right? Correct. That they could not at that time. Mental defect or disease or whatever it is. Through defect, disease, or whatever, whatever it is, just like you're saying, could not formulate the mental understanding and capacity to Mm -hmm. say this is right or wrong. Right. Which is what's required under the law, that you knew you did something wrong. So you did something wrong, but did you know? Right. So the whole case, the crux of the case is on the mental state of the defendant. Which at that time, not just the normal no. mental state. You can't just say, well, I had depression. Well, here's her diary from four months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time of which, the crime. If, I mean, anybody who's watching all of these a couple weeks ago, we talked about mm-hmm. during murder. And I yeah. said that that's hard, even with when you talk about first degree murder, that you're proving someone's intent. mental state. It's the intent. It's the mental state. And unless they like... You can form intent without doing anything physically. It's a lot of internal sort of thing. And it's like, how do you prove that? And it's the same thing with this is yeah. like, and the more we learn, I think sort of in science about the brain and the way, I mean, there can be periods of clarity and periods yes. of psychosis and truly with, within psychosis, they are not able to, if someone is truly in a state of psychosis, right. They are not in a culpable mental state. They can't form a culpable mental state. But maybe the next day they are completely fine. Yes. And that's why the this defense was created. Right. Is there truly are some yes. people who just can't. Absolutely. Whether it's a an actual learning disability. Right. Um, some kind of actual physical or mental disability that the person has and right. doesn't grow out of, like it is there in a defect continuously, yes. or whether it is a momentary defect mm-hmm. that truly was like mental illness, a mental illness, but it can't just be any mental illness, right? It has to have been one that affected their ability at that time. That's to judge the right thing. From wrong. I think that's the thing that's so hard. Um, so, okay. Two things. Sorry. What you're talking yeah. about, the sort of impairment. Yes. Overall lifetime. Um, that's like the, the um, making a murderer series, like Brendan Dassey, mm. um, that sort of the younger cousin there, like he seemed to have not, um, I mean, clearly he was tried and he was imprisoned, but right. there seemed to be a clear lack of understanding about anything that was happening. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people have have said that based on what you saw sort of in the interrogation, in the trial, sort of afterwards in these interviews is that obviously I'm not a psychologist. I've never right. met this person. It seemed to be that even if he was there, even if he participated in whatever happened, didn't really have the ability to form 
what we're talking about, right? Yeah, and so that goes to what what you and I were talking yeah. about before this. And I'm sorry, I have a blanket. So for <laughs> those of you who are like, why does she have a pink fuzzy blanket? Um, a puppy. It's because they're puppies. Um, we always have Willow and Charlie. So Charlie is hanging out with Chelsea over there, my little golden cocker spaniel. And to my left is Willow, my little merle colored cocker spaniel. So again, they're dog traps. Yes. It's not that I they love need. Them and depend on a fuzzy blanket like Linus and Snoopy um, in, in the Peanuts comics. It's because I try to, um, my little dog loves the, the pink blanket and will always snuggle. Usually she's more on me, but today she's beside me. So that's why I have a pink fuzzy blanket. Yes. Um, uh, any, <laughs> anyway, um, oh. so there's the difference between competency and yes. insanity. And I think that is important and hard to understand because Mm -hmm. insanity you're really talking about that moment of the crime being committed which again so hard to prove because who's committing these crimes in front of everybody right and even if they are can you really tell me what's happening in their mind probably not um but then you have the competency issue which the bar for that is kind of low it is low it's extremely low um, now you have to be, so there's competency, incompetency can be claimed trial. anytime. Yes. Anytime at all, where you say the defendant is not competent to stand trial mm-hmm. because not that they don't understand the difference between right and wrong, but they don't understand what's happening. Right. That they cannot fully appreciate and understand the proceedings around them. They are then sent to some kind of psychiatric psych- facility. Yeah, psychiatric facility. Um, where they're reviewed, different states have different, you know, qualifications. Yeah. What letters do you have to have behind your name yeah. um, to review the person for competency? But it's usually low where do they understand what the judge does? Right. Do they understand what the defendant's attorney does? Do they know what the prosecuting attorney yeah. does? It's like very basic. It's it's the same for children. That's I was just mm-hmm. about to say, when you think about sort of the youngest children that have been tried in court, whatever their level of understanding is, is pretty much acceptable. Obviously, they were proved yeah. to be competent. So even if an adult has, you know, what that eight-year-old or nine-year-old mm-hmm. was tried with, then they're going to be like, well... You can say the judge is the person who's in charge and you can say the attorney is the one who helps me. Yes. That's basically the level of competency. It is. If you have communication skills, if you can talk with your defense attorney, you're probably competent. Yeah. Um, Because the bar is so low that they're going to say, well, you have the ability to participate in your defense. Okay. That's kind of the standard. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you have that ability, now the competency, incompetency can mm-hmm. be found a lot more than insanity. Yes. Um, because that applies to many more crimes mm-hmm. where it's any defendant for any case. Yes. If you are not competent to stand trial, you're not competent in anything. Right. Doesn't mean you're insane. It just means you're not competent. A lot of very mentally ill people fa- fall into this. A lot of homeless people fall yeah. into this. Um, a lot of homeless also have yeah. a lot of the mental incapacities. But I've had um, in my own career in reviewing mm-hmm. cases, the defendants that I saw who were incompetent yeah. were most often those with drinking problems. Or somebody off their meds. Or someone off their medications. A schizophrenic. Yeah. Who was off their medication. 
um, someone with paranoia who was off their medication. Who, when their Medicaid can function fine. Exactly. So the idea is they can be restored to to competency. And so they're treated. They're they're often taken out of jail. Yeah. Um, Or if they're not in jail, if they're out on bond, that they're Mm -hmm. put into some kind of outpatient treatment program or possibly inpatient. Right. Um, But they're put into a treatment program where they are tried, they're attempted to be restored to competency. And if at any point a a doctor, a physician, nurse, whatever the the letters are required, decides that they are now able to understand what a court proceeding is, what is happening to them, and are able to be communicative, they're back on their meds, their medications have leveled them out. That's usually what's happening is they are put back on their meds, their meds are adjusted, and then they're usually found competent after that. There are some who never are. There was, um, when I was in Newport News as a prosecutor in Virginia, there was one really sad case. Um, And it wasn't even an insanity case. Okay. Because it didn't, at the time that I was there, it didn't even get to trial because he was incompetent. Um, And it was a murder case. It was a murder case where it was a roommate situation. Um, and I apologize. I'm feeling really uncomfortable, so I'm fidgeting a lot today. So I apologize. I feel like normally I am, but I'm, I think my it's... meds have kicked in. <laughs> I am. Chelsea's I'm so ready. focused. I'm like zoned in. I haven't moved. It's hilarious. That's really, really funny. So, um, yeah. On, on that note. ADHD um, is fun, guys. <laughs> maybe you would be found not competent. I mean, tr- I would be, I don't know. I think we need ADHD meds. That's all I'm saying. It really helps me focus. I don't know. But okay. Anyway, yeah. So there was this really sad case. Yes. um, Very sad case in Newport News. I don't know what happened to it in the end because it was Mm -hmm. still in this, this same limbo state while I was there. Um, is there was a roommate situation, two Mm -hmm. men who were living together, um, not quite homeless, Mm -hmm. but, on the the verge right. of it where where they were kind of kind of transient exactly transient and the one roommate beat the other to death with a milk crate oh my god it was horrific absolutely horrific crime yeah um but all the time that i was there it never went to trial because he was in a mental facility he was in a hospital and he just couldn't get he, to a point he couldn't it wasn't even insanity he was still not competent to go to trial. Um, whatever gotcha. mental illness he was suffering from mm-hmm. was so bad that he was just confined. Now, he wasn't on the street. Right. They did not release him. Right. Um, because his crime was so terrific in in a bad yeah. way. Um, they, they held him without yeah. bond, but... In a hospital to attempt yeah. to be restored to to competency, right? And every few months, so sad. He'll have a competency would, hearing. We'd have another competency hearing where it would come back up, and whether he could or couldn't make it from the hospital, right. there would be another hearing where the doctor would show back up in the court mm-hmm. and testify to the judge as to this is how the guy's been doing. Mm-hmm. We believe he is or isn't competent. The judge would make a ruling. He would go back. To the hospital. Yeah. Or remain there. That's so sad. Um, so I don't know whatever happened with that case. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the few Where that I was... came across that was close to the insanity defense, but 
hit the competency Yeah, first. you could never. Okay, so in cases, mm-hmm. say you pass competency, which is yep. generally a low bar, obviously in this scenario. Very, very low. Could, but generally pretty low. Mm-hmm. Most people are going to meet com- competency. Yes. But you have the right to assert whatever defense you want. Absolutely. So I think the, the big buzzword is temporarily insane. Temporary, Temporary insanity. insanity. Right? Yes. I am perfectly competent. I am fine. I am healthy. I am capable. But at that time, I was insane. Yes. It... There's a lot there. There right? is a lot there. It is absolutely a lot. So you check the little box that you're going to claim it mm-hmm. and you have to have experts. Absolutely. It's like a civil trial. Um, oh, sweet pea. Um, so it's like a, a civil trial. Do you want to come back up? Here, come on. See, I've got your blanket. So sweet. We're trying. Um. She loves to be up here, but the other little dog, my other dog, Sky, is on the side. <laughs> They're trying to squeeze in together. Come here. You got it? Adorable. Yeah, I don't know how much you can see of her, but now she has rearranged herself by my legs. So anyway. Okay, Um, so if I want to say whatever, I I committed a crime. We'll say murder. I murdered somebody. mm -hmm. I say I'm competent. You know, I'm clearly Mm -hmm. competent in our, you know, pre-trial hearings. Yeah. But I say, hey, you, Virginia, as a prosecutor... I'm representing myself. Insane. Don't do this. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to represent myself. Yeah, please don't represent yourself. Whatever like, it is. No, never. Because that's... I would never even represent myself. No, I mean, it's the whole you thing of can't. like, the attorney who represents himself has a fool for a client. Yeah. True. Um, it really but is. But in our little hypo, okay. Yes. I, I murdered somebody, but I'm also going to represent myself. Okay. So we get to our pretrial hearings. You and are like, insane. <laughs> Just exactly. that alone is insanity. On it, honestly, that should be like, the judge is like... <laughs> You sure? Done. It's what Ted Bundy did. I mean, that's true. Which proves the point, right? Like proves it it in itself. Um, I say I'm completely competent. I'm fine. I'm good to go. But when I killed that person, I was insane. It was a is a fleeting moment of insanity. What do I need to assert? What do I need to prove? So experts, Mm -hmm. you can have have somebody come and say yes. They were insane at this time. Correct. And then you're going to have the state say they were absolutely not. Correct. The state has the right to examine you too. Right. Absolutely. Um, So by asserting the insanity defense, you have to allow the state to come and examine you too. Right. Um, So you will have someone from the state who has reviewed your case, looked at your files, looked Mm -hmm. at your medical records, um, heard your story as to why you think you were insane um, possibly has even looked at the defendant's expert and their right. reports and has said, okay, look, I see all this. Maybe they were suffering from anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, whatever right. it is, but that didn't make them insane. It made them ill. Right. But it didn't rise they to the level right from wrong. of, yeah, of knowing right from wrong. And in that case, the jury would have to decide Okay. Who do they believe, right? Yeah. Who's who's the most believable? And I'll tell you, if the defendant is sane mm-hmm. at the time of the trial, it is extremely hard to prove that there was a fleeting moment of insanity. Okay. I have one for you. This is mm-hmm. a criminal minds scenario, but I think it works. Okay. No, I think Give it's it the, to me. Because I think, and I'm asking you, I think this might actually work for a fleeting mm-hmm. moment of insanity. 
but the hypo is from Criminal Minds. Of course. The whole plot line is that there's this man, he was special ops, soldier, comes home. He lives a normal life. He has a wife, kids, everything. He gets into a car accident and it triggers very intense PTSD yeah. where he, in obviously in this show, is like having full hallucinations. Sure. Um, and so he sort of is pretending to like hide in the construction sites, like it's a war zone and he kills somebody because he thought they were, it was like a construction worker, like walking into the scene. Okay. He's having full, full hallucinations. Yeah. Um, they get him back. They get him treatment. Would that work for a fleeting moment of insanity? It's more likely. I feel like that one is a pretty good, it, that's right? That's a great example okay. <laughs> of one that might succeed. Cause I feel like that, that would be believable. Too. It is that, that is much more believable. Right than just a random person yeah. um, where you have an explanation as to yeah. a severe PTSD, a flashback to a war experience. And he had been receiving treatment for, um, and they say, you know, sort of this accident, like triggered. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Um, that is probably one that's more likely. Mm -hmm. There's another one that I've seen where a guy, um, and again, I'm telling you tragic stories yeah. where it wasn't a murder. Okay. Okay. It was an arson case. Mm -hmm. And generally you can only assert insanity for serious felonies, Yeah, but it was an arson case where, um, a warning on this one, you may want to pass by it depending. Okay. Um, it's a little, Worse than some of my stories. Ooh. God, I've seen so much. I, you really um, have. So it was a guy who tried to kill himself oh, wow. by fire and literally poured gasoline on Ooh. himself and around him and lit himself on fire in a house, oh my God. burned the house to the ground, and he lived. Okay. And the prosecution charged him with arson. I... The plea was insanity that at the I time he was so off because he was trying to die, yeah. right? That he didn't have the intent to burn the house down. No. That he, his only focus, his only intent at the time was to end his life and he would do so in whatever way that he could yes. without respect to the law. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was one of the better uses of it that I've seen yeah. in real life that you could say, you could look and be like, wow, if someone is that desperate yeah. in that time and he didn't actually make it. So I don't remember if that defense won, because again, I don't think I yeah. was there for the, the remainder of, of that. Um, but it is one that was more, that, that was stronger to make a little than, bit more sense than others. The ones I've seen it in public in America, the mm -hmm. most often, and you're going to appreciate this because we actually talked about it a little bit ago yeah. on our other podcast, the legal weekly wine, where it's mothers who kill their children end up pleading insanity. insanity where they will say there's postpartum depression yes. or something that triggered, they were dealing with some kind of mental break mm -hmm. at the time because what mother would kill their children. Yes. So clearly there would have to be some kind of mental shift, yes. break, crack, whatever it is for a mother to kill their children. So, and yes, this makes a lot of sense to me. Um, 
again, we, we talked about a, a more recent case, which is just heartbreaking. But I think what I learned through, I know it's so sad. I'm like being so emotional on our podcast lately. No. It, the it, world is just like a bad place recently. And I, I hate looking into it. But in this case, yeah. um, or in some of the, in my research for that case, I guess what I meant to say was that postpartum depression is so common. And, and it's so real. Is, and it's so Absolute real. Absolute real. And what I didn't know, I, I was pretty familiar with postpartum depression, but postpartum psychosis is actually mm-hmm. still extremely common. Like this is not one in a million. This is, you probably, if you know people who have had children, you probably know someone who's experienced postpartum psychosis. And what my understanding, obviously I'm not a doctor, but from the research, it's that because you've just had a child, there's a lot of fluctuating things mm-hmm. in your body and it can really mess with your brain. So in a lot of these cases where someone kills their child, um, or children, it's usually, which also, this is so scary. Um, reasons not to have children, number 8,000, you could experience postpartum psychosis up to three years after a birth, like have no symptoms. And then it randomly three years. Yeah. Terrifying. Um, well, add, add the medications. Yes. Well, and I think that's what we're going to talk about next is the sort of intoxication style this. And, um, here's a one I want to throw at you. I think mm-hmm. this is like, to me, the sort of the most famous one, the person who takes Ambien and says, I killed whoever I killed my wife, but I didn't mean to, I mean, I physically did it. Right. Wasn't there. Right. And that's the question of which do you plead? Do you plead insanity or do you right. plead intoxication? Right. And so here, here's the deal with the intoxication in most states. The rule is you cannot plead defensive intoxication. If it's except, voluntary. <laughs> except for murder in the first degree. Oh, wow. Um, that is the general rule, is that it only applies for one time. Yeah. And it's not to excuse it. No. It's to reduce it. Okay. So the idea behind an intoxication defense is, I did it. Yeah. It wasn't self-defense. Right. It wasn't insanity, but it was a type of insanity. Right. It was, my thoughts were skewed by intoxication. So they're arguing that it's not premeditated murder because their mindset couldn't premeditate. Yes. Um, But because of a level of intoxication, Mm -hmm. it should be reduced to second degree murder. Okay. Or voluntary manslaughter. So it's it's an imperfect defense in a way. So, okay, I have a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. So first, to clarify, this is not I go get drunk and decide to kill somebody. That's because that's a voluntary intoxication, Correct. right? It has to be involuntary, um, which is like, how do you involuntarily get drunk? Well, but yes, if you yes. voluntarily go out and get smashed. Right. And then go commit a crime. Well, they still claim it's premeditated yes. because you chose to do these actions. Right. So this is something like you said, a medication reaction, mm-hmm. like with the Ambien. Maybe yes. someone slipped you something and you right. had some reaction, whatever. Right. Those type of scenarios. But this is not you could be found not guilty by reason of intoxication. Not for, usually. Okay. I don't know of any states. There may be some I, out there. I mean, there, but usually it is not a finding of not guilty. It is a finding of a lesser charge. Okay. Um, that, that your intent, the level of your intent, that it's not malice. Right. It's not malice of forethought because you're not having a forethought. Right. <laughs> right. right. 
it's you know you you did it yeah but because of your level of intoxication from alcohol drugs or otherwise um but this is it fits into the postpartum issue is the the new this new case yes. um remind me the name uh Lindsay Clancy Lindsay Clancy from our understanding the attorney has come out and said that it's an issue of intoxication based on her medication yes so she was being treated for postpartum depression um and it seems that they were she tried a lot of medications and they were coming off of some trying new ones and um, I think my understanding is after the day that she killed her children, she was on five or six yeah. medications. And I'm not talking about like ibuprofen. Like these Great. are serious medications. I'm a big chicken. I like, aside from my ADHD meds, like I don't take medicine. And so this is crazy to see like the strength of the medications ones, she was on yeah. and the amount. And obviously her trial hasn't happened yet, but from what her attorney has said, he seems to be floating the theory that a reaction those medications perhaps improperly diagnosed yeah. or doled out because she was taking them according to the directions. I don't think there's sure. like a dispute about that. And there may have to be in, in that case, you want blood draws, yes. right? You want to have a blood draw from the hospital that says at the time of the murders, what were her levels? What yeah. were the drugs that were in her system? What was the level of the drugs yes. in her system? That would have to be a part of this trial. And I think that, yeah, obviously we'll know when they come out, but I think at this mm-hmm. point they're, he's saying she took them as prescribed and they were improperly prescribed or this is a freak reaction in her body. Right. Um, seems to be the defense here. And it's a question in that state. Mm -hmm. The question is, is the intoxication defense the equivalent of the insanity defense in that state? Or is there a difference? Is it the general rule that the intoxication will reduce it from a first degree down to a second degree where this medication is a type of intoxication? Or is it the medication was so crazy that she was insane? And that's going to be where... Or it wasn't the medication and the, there was some episode of psychosis, right? right? And that is where you put in the insanity. So you sort of see with both of these mm-hmm. and why we kind of put them together is that it's right. sort of the lacking of that mental state. And was it by, you know, some hormonal fluctuation that right. your body did on its own or was it a reaction to a medication? Um, but that's when you have the experts who kind of they have to duel it out. Exactly. Um, Because, I mean, even with the research I did, it seems difficult to really, and of course, this is so early on with the caveat, but how do you determine that? If, you know, the doctor says, I have all these other patients who are on it, nothing happened. Well, that doesn't mean that they didn't cause this in her, right? And just like with the Mm self-defense argument, it is very fact-specific. Right. It depends on that person. On their issues, their medications, how it responds to their body. Yeah, it depends on the time frame. Yeah, it, the and I mean, I think in this so one, fact specific, the prosecution um, doesn't seem to be buying it. To be quite mm-hmm. honest, um, they seem to say that she didn't want to have her children anymore. Mm-hmm. She planned this out and she killed them. Yeah, um, and they Full are premeditation. They are very clearly asserting. None of this. They're like, the psychosis is important. The the meds aren't important. She planned this and she did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've already, even at her arraignment, have offered facts to support that. And I'm assuming 
I mean, this is me wildly speculating as I do that because there was such an immediate public, um, outpouring of everything about this case is that they wanted to very, be a very upfront about why she was being charged with what she right. was being charged. Right. Um, I really do think that was a lot of why they put a lot of their cards on the table at the arraignment. Yeah. Um, so we'll see with that one, but it's interesting because like you said, her attorney could raise either defense. Mm -hmm. This was a moment of insanity because of psychosis. Right. Um, or this was a involuntary intoxication because these medications produced a result that, right. You know, messed with her head essentially. I I'll need to, we need to go to the state rule and see what, what's yeah, going Ma on. I don't know what's going on in Massachusetts, but, but we, we can yeah, I mean, that's, that's the interesting part is, is it does depend in yeah. each state and also in each state, it depends on if you are found guilty or, yeah. and then reduced or excused by reason of insanity. Yeah. Cause you have to first be found guilty of the act. Yes. Um, and a lot of states will have, including Maryland, um, will have, bifurcated trials okay. where you will have first a trial of, are they guilty? Right. Did they do it? And the jury will be asked to decide, did they do it? Mm -hmm. And then if they decide first that they did it, then they will go into a secondary trial of, okay, now that you found that he did it, we're going to say that he is not guilty by reason of insanity. Or you should take, is this sort of like a, um, a presentation like sentencing you're talking about like yeah. mitigating it's factors. very similar okay. to a sentencing hearing um in maryland and in virginia um i think that i don't think they're bifurcated um sure. i didn't do one yeah. fully and i haven't done one in maryland either but i seem to actually know the rule <laughs> um but in maryland the rule is that it's technically a bifurcated trial um but either way whichever whether it's yeah. separated or combined the defense has to prove it. Yeah. Um, whether it's by a preponderance of the evidence where I think for the insanity, it's higher than the self-defense that it's a preponderance of the evidence, uh -huh. um, in Maryland. But in either case, if you're found not guilty by reason of insanity, you don't, you just don't go free. <laughs> you do not go free. Be like, sweet. Thanks. Out of here. Right. <laughs> and in some cases it's worse. Yeah. And I have heard of defense attorneys talking with clients and yeah. saying, well, you certainly can plead that, but if you do and you're found not guilty by reason of insanity, this is what your life is going to look like for the next number of decades versus yeah. if you just plead guilty um, yeah. and don't play the insanity card. And maybe they were insane. Yeah. But there's usually a commitment to an institution. Yeah. And it's going to be a high security mental institution. This yeah. is not, you know, a play area. No. And every so often they're reviewed. So in Virginia, I was part of NGRI hearings. Okay. okay. It's not guilty by reason of insanity. NGRI hearings. Wow. And we would have every so often these people who were actually released um, from wow. the facility in Virginia, they don't go free either. No, okay? no, no. So they go on a strict probation Yeah, where they are reviewed. They are put into an outpatient program Wow, where it's, it's the worst probation ever. Their medications are monitored. They have a social worker who does home visits, who shows up and, you know, yeah. are they taking their medication? Do they have housing? Yeah. Are they doing all of the things that they're supposed to do? Are they participating? Woo. 
Are they participating in an outpatient program? Like, right. what are they doing? Sorry about the mic here. Hold on. No, I'm not sure what shifted. Oh. Yeah, something shifted, but that's okay. We're going to figure it out. Um, okay. I'm just going to hold the mic for a sec. <laughs> um, so what's, what's happening with it is yeah. they get reviewed consistently. I'm so sorry about this. Just having a moment? Yeah, we are having a moment. Let's try that. I think that worked. That's better. There we go. Okay. And hopefully okay. the light is. We'll see. Um, excitement anyway. Yes. But the. So it's part of canceling your client at the beginning. Yes. Of- this is what's going to happen. It, let's say you even get released. Right. Right. And it was very rare that they would get released. And if they got released, it was like, well, why are you released? Yeah. Because you're doing significant outpatient programs you have to go to the therapies they tell you yeah you can't associate with certain people or go to certain places yeah especially if alcohol and drugs are involved um so <laughs> i'm so sorry i got like a hiccup yawn situation i was trying so hard to not- it's okay my microphone fell over <laughs> so you know it it works but yeah there were those reviews and you would be first there was the NGRI review to see if they should leave. And it's always the battle of the experts. What are the experts saying who are caring for them? If they are released, then there's continuous experts and social workers who follow them. And then sometimes they're put back in. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is not a nice process. It is very difficult to get out of the system. Ronald Reagan's shooter um, yeah. Hankley. Yeah. He was, he's one of the most famous cases of yeah. not guilty by reason of insanity for shooting president Reagan. Mm-hmm. And he has, he was in a facility for decades, right? Absolute decades. And then I think he was released near Williamsburg. Really? Um, I think so. I'll have to check it out, but it was somewhere in the Virginia area where yeah. I was living in Newport news because I remember there was a huge outcry in that community where yeah. he was supposed to be staying of, wow, really? He's staying in our community, wow. but he has to go somewhere. Yeah. And I think his family lived there, but there's, I mean, how many decades did he yeah. spend in a facility? So right. it's not something to take lightly. It's not something we're laughing at it because of the idea behind it, but it truly right. is very serious. It is very hard to prove. And the question is, do you even want to? Yeah. So that's insanity and intoxication in a nutshell. Yeah. Those are some wild ones. They are. They really are wild ones. And again, I've only seen a few in my career. I mean, from my obviously expert opinion as a 3L. (laughs) As a 3L law student. (laughs) Right. It would seem to me from everything we know statistically that if you had another defense, I would raise that, right? Yes. Um, if there's any other option, or you know, if your better. client is just being stubborn, I guess you have to do what the client wants to do, right? But aside yeah. from sort of those scenarios, it seems like there are basically always better options, better ways to go. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's it. I mean, those are the, there's always other defenses. There are different ones out there. Yes. Um, but I think we've gotten with this little three, yeah. to, two to three parter. We've hit the main issues with murder. Yes. The main defenses to murder. Yes. Um, and to other other. Yeah, I mean, crimes. I think they apply to sort of a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, they're especially violent crimes. So right. any kind of 
I mean, we're kind of, we're all kind of talking about like felonies. A lot of felonies, a lot of assaults and batteries, that sort of thing. Um, So a lot of it applies there. The the insanity defense truly is mostly, mostly high felonies. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're going to get like a speeding ticket and be like, I'm asserting. The judge might laugh at you completely and then (laughs) actually order a competency hearing (laughs) because clearly you're not competent if you're claiming insanity for a traffic offense. So, so yeah, so there's, there's that, um, but what, next time, I'm so sorry. What was my that? defense to trespassing is, you know, I was intoxicated by my runner's high. Like I just, I'm sorry. It happened onto the property. <laughs> just my brain was just not even there. So sorry. Yeah. Good luck with that. Surely you might need a defense attorney. That's how I feel like. If I was a partner in a big law firm, that is how I would mm. haze my new associates would be to oh, tell that's them. so funny. I'd be like, you need to go into a court and this is what you need to argue just for funsies, you know? <laughs> this is why I'm not a partner in big law. <laughs> you, you possibly could be, but I think your, your talents lie elsewhere, my friend. <laughs> I think they do. And so if you want to hear more of Chelsea, her ADHD, um, and her extremely entertaining life and thoughts. Join us again. <laughs> hit like, hit subscribe so that... Um, Leave some comments, some questions. Right. When you're scrolling through, you find it again. You can watch the next episode. Choose what you like. Um, do leave questions if you want. Yeah. Leave some comments. Leave some suggestions for Absolutely. future episodes. We talk about the fun things that we Look. get excited about. But We're going to be here every Tuesday talking. <laughs> so much of the law that truly isn't understood, but yes. is fascinating. Really is. think so. So join us. Do you like, subscribe, comment? Um, follow us on the podcast if you're listening yep. to audio put put us rate a review yeah. um, rate us that sort yes. of thing and join us again next week I think we've already got that one planned yes. out we've got some good good shows coming up but thank you for joining us I'm Virginia Tarani and I'm Chelsea Rogers and we are part of Tarani Law LLC because you never need a lawyer till you do